Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast with your usual host, myself, Hayley Phyllis and Amber Jones. And we're going to be breaking down the latest news of the Formula One world. Amber, let's just get straight into it. Mm-hmm. We have had a slower week compared to last week because obviously huge news with Lewis Hamilton, Andretti, all of that. I think everyone's just kind of taking this this time to calm down, mm-hmm. chill a little bit. Has it been more relaxed from your side? Do you know what, though? You say slower, and I really don't think so. I think because the hype of last week is still there, and then there's more news coming out. And it might not be as big as last week's news, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's said now? Oh, what's happening now? Oh, there's another car launch, and it's car launch week mayhem. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's not relaxed at all, Hayden. Well, we've had two car launches since the previous podcast. Well, technically three, because we we did the last podcast on the same day as the Alpine one as well, so we haven't spoken mm-hmm. about that. So three new cars and three mm-hmm. new liveries, Alpine, Visa Cash App, RB, or VCARB. VCARB. And Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. So those are the three teams that have been launched, and two of them have gone with paint. Yes. One of them has gone without paint. Let's talk about Alpine first. Initial thoughts on the livery. And separate it from all the other liveries. I don't want to, because they're obviously looking fairly similar at the moment, but just mm-hmm. picture it by itself. It's the only car to go f- full carbon. What are your thoughts? Well, this is the thing. If you separate it, I don't think it's as bad as what everyone probably is thinking. But you can't separate it, Aiden. <laughs> you just can't. You have to put it against all the others on the grid. And it is sad. You know, you wanted that Barbie pink. I did. We didn't really get it. Where, what was uh, the camo? Yeah, why, why do we what? have pink camo? <laughs> Across the whole car. I don't get tease. it. And then we're just like, psych, uh, and there's then, no paint. <laughs> unless they're obviously teasing. The oh, oh, that's what it was. No, I think they're teasing for like a special livery later down the line. So we've seen it, we've gone, oh, okay, it's not as impressive. But maybe this one is coming soon. So I'm actually, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't think it's mm. awful. It's not one of my favourites, but yeah, I think, you know, we're just going to see this carbon trend, so I wasn't expecting to be wowed by it. I thought maybe a splash of pink, but they had the two different cars, and we are going to see the pink livery later on a little bit further down the line, so I'm looking forward to that. Two different cars, but they're pretty much exactly the same. same. There was barely any difference. One's blue, one's a bit more pink. I feel like we switched. I feel like I'm usually the optimist, Mm -hmm. and you're the realist, but now we've switched because you're like, oh, I think they're going to bring something special Mm -hmm. across the year. I'm like, that is it. (laughs) That is it. And yeah, if I were to separate it amongst the rest of the grid, it's actually a really nice livery. The way that they have it, just imagine it like a, you know, 2021 Mercedes where they went full black mm-hmm. or, or last year's Mercedes, you know, by itself, you're like, okay, it's a decent looking car. It's all right. With all the other carbon cars, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, this is getting a little bit annoying now, a little bit frustrating. But yeah, on its on its own, it's aggressive. It's clean looking. I like mm-hmm. the design that they, they put around and where they have put the paint, they put it in, in good areas. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that all the cars are going to look the same. It's not as exciting. There was a comparison though. And that's what made me actually really sad about yeah. the trend. All the cars in the previous years, beautiful bright yeah. bold vibrant and then you go mm-hmm. oh gosh what's well, happened I thought, yeah like 2019 was our last year of like every team has a different color on the grid but even yeah. as soon as maybe like 20 at, at the start 2022 i think the start of the season when all the cars came out of the blocks in testing yeah it's color everywhere and then you know as these restrictions have and these regulations have happened mm-hmm. to kind of lose as much weight as possible the carbon has slowly crept in. But mm-hmm. Alpine rating, I'm going to go for a, on its own, it's an 8 out of 10. It is, really? It is a nice an looking carbon livery. Ooh. It's just a shame that they all are going to look the same. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I go off like the livery of on, on the car and then the livery of the race suits as well. I okay. love the race okay. suits. The race suits would be like 10 out of 10. The car... I'm going to give it like a six. It hasn't wowed me. And that's because my judgment has kind of been taken away mm-hmm. by the other cars that we've seen come out recently. So Okay. So then on to the next one. Yes. The V-Carb. Yes. The Visa Cash App. V-Carb. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, one of my favorite liveries is that Toro Rosso from, I think it was 17, 18 and 19 they ran it. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite liveries. It was honestly stunning. I love the metallic blue. Yeah. And for the, um, it's like Red Bull Cola, I think they 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 did it in collaboration with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think what it's lacking is I would have put red instead of the white. But is that, that could just be me 
in yeah. my past brain is just like, I want this and I don't like change. I want to be back here. No, Hayden, we but, can't have that. We do I need the, the change. Maybe a bit too much. No, I no, I, I do see what you're saying, to be fair. But I just think it's stunning. And I think it looks 10 times better than probably what it actually does because the rest of the cars <laughs> aren't that vibrant. So we've gone, wow, yeah, yeah. oh my God, a colourful car. I think it's beautiful. So yeah, I do like that more Toro Rosso mm -hmm. looking car from the past as well. So when it came out, I was like, oh, beautiful, 10 out of 10. Oh no, it's not 10 out of 10. That's just a, okay, just what a, is it, a phrase. I would say, because... Again, I'm looking at the wider picture. If all the other cars are a bit more vibrant, that probably wouldn't be one mm -hmm. of my favourites. So that's why I'm going to put it at like a... Can I do a 0.5? Are you no, going to let me get away no, with a 0.5? Stop with the 0.5. I'm going to give it an... Stop sitting on the fence. Give us, give us a number. I'm going to give it a big number. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nine. Nine? Because okay. I don't think any other car is going to be revealed. Maybe minus the Ferrari is gonna blow me away. I get really, really confused. I think you surprise <laughs> me with your ratings every single time. Because what you say in the build-up <laughs> makes you think, just then, oh, it's gonna be about seven, yeah. even eight, you know? Because you're like, uh, it's, it's, it's really nice, it's colorful, but it's not one of the best. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. It was like when we talked about the Haas last week. Yeah, and yeah. you were like, yeah, it's a really good black livery. <laughs> it's a four. And I was like, what? <laughs> you can't say that I don't keep you on your toes. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is my brain's thought process though. I'm like, oh no, but it is nice. But then again, if you did this, and if you mm -hmm. change that, and if it was 2019, yeah. and, then, and then it comes to the final well, outcome. I'm also a nine. It okay. would be a 10 for me, I think, if it was a red. As I say, it's one of my yeah. favorite liveries with the... Red Bull Cola back in 2017 to 19. But yeah, I think the white is just a little bit of an too eyesore much. and a bit too much. Mm -hmm. I also like how it's, it is cluttered with sponsors. Mm -hmm. There are sponsors all over that car mm -hmm. and it feels like it's just Red Bull like, okay, you know, you want to you wanna buy to be on our car so you don't quite have the funds. But we have this second team right here. <laughs> Throw them so all on there. You can all go onto this mm -hmm. team. So. I like that, though, when there's loads of sponsors mm. on there. Obviously, because it just fills up the car. So from my appearance point of view, it yeah. looks great. Whereas with the steak car, it was lacking a lot of sponsors. Yeah. And that's one thing. I was like, oh, gosh, there's loads of black. And yeah, they've got this crazy looking green out there. But it wasn't enough for me. So that's another reason why I gave this car a nine. Yeah, with different sponsors as well, you can... It can dictate the way the livery kind of shapes itself. I yeah. mean, the white on the V carb, I believe, is from Honda. I believe that's why they've they've got that. So mm -hmm. obviously they've got the Honda uh, engines in the car. Is it the Honda engines or the Red Bull powertrains? I never know anymore. They just keep on coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, they keep switching it up. Um, but yeah, so so obviously that 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 would dictate different different elements. Yeah, in yeah. The car like even and also special liveries because you have Golf. Williams. Love, oh, please. Oh, that's, that that's is fun. my favorite one. Now in the office in my house, I've got a lovely Golf Williams poster in the background. You've got the Golf Williams poster. I do. You've got a bag. You've got a mug. I've got all sorts. You've I've got, got socks as well. Loads of hats. hats. Yeah, I've got everything. I'm repping golf. Go to the gym with my golf socks on. Love it. Golf, you want to send me any more stuff? I'll put it everywhere. You've got no, you haven't got any room I know, for any I more don't. stuff. What about like a golf, like bed sheet, bed cover, <laughs> golf wallpaper? I'll do it all. Send it over. Sponsor me golf. Like, honestly. Uh, that's my favourite livery though. I'm just picturing it, basically a child's <laughs> like racing car. You've got a, oh, you've got a golf, golf racing car bed. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? If I have kids anytime soon, that's what I'm doing. It's going to have a whole golf bedroom. It's a race to the finish line you won't want to miss. Netflix's newest docuseries, NASCAR Full Speed, follows playoff drivers as they battle for one of the biggest titles in all of motorsports. Get an in-depth look at how these drivers prepare to be the best on and off the racetrack whilst exploring the physical, mental and emotional challenges of competing for a championship at the world's highest level of stock car racing. Don't miss out on the excitement as drivers and their teams battle for a chance to make history. Watch NASCAR full speed now on Netflix and get a behind the scenes look at some of your favorite drivers before they take on the Daytona 500 on February 18th at 2.30 p.m. ET on Fox. But should we chat about the Aston? The Aston. I want to know your thoughts about this because I've okay. actually got quite a few opinions on this. I want to see okay. what you say first. Okay, so you want to be validated? No, basically. no, no. Oh, I yeah. want to see how different they are. Okay. Um, I like it. I always have loved green on a racing car. Mm -hmm. My favourite 
I should say it said favorite earlier, but one of my favorites, I have many favorites liveries on a racing car. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is always the green and yellow Lotus colors. Okay. It's more of a more of a greener green than what is usually on the Aston. But mm -hmm. I, I looked at the comparison pictures between 23 and 24, and it looks like they've gone for more green tones in the green rather than a bluish green. Yeah, it's gone darker now, yeah, hasn't which it? Which I like. I, I didn't like the bluey green. Oh. Didn't like it. I want the green green. I want full-on British racing green. I've also noticed that they've kind of added to the carbon that they had last year because they had it on top of the side pods, just like a little strip. Um, and they had like a, it was kind of like a, a, a slide in the, in the side pod where it mm -hmm. like dipped down and then came back up for, for airflow through there. And that's where they had the black strip before. Whereas mm -hmm. now it's the whole top area of the side pods, which, you know, we're going towards that sort of era of Formula yeah. One at the moment. Does it ruin the livery? No. I think they've just done it in strategic places that when you look at it from the side, you don't really notice it. How often are you going to get a top view shot of an Aston Martin? Mm -hmm. Not that often. So I think, yeah, I think I think they've done a really good job. So you actually like it? I like it. Okay, because I've seen lots of mixed opinions about the Aston. Everyone's like, it's just the same. It's just the same. Hey, I don't think it is. If it's not broken, don't fix it. The Red Bull has been the same for well, exactly. since 2016, I think now. Mm -hmm. And it is a really good livery. It always well, has been. That's another debate we could have at a later date. I'm, I'm, no over, one, I'm no over the looks, Red Bull. No one looks at the, the Marlboro McLaren and goes, yeah, that's the same again. Don't like <laughs> it, you know? It's a historical livery. Yeah. The Vodafone M McLaren Mercedes. No one goes, nah, do you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's just spice it don't up. Like just it. change it. You know? It's boring. It's a beautiful livery. If it's a beautiful livery. Yeah, but you it. know what? And I do like the Aston Martin. Obviously, when it came out, I was like, yes, more paint. More paint than we've seen. Obviously, not with the V car because that's, that's great. I love that one. But... It's that darker shade that's thrown me off, Hayden. I love that lighter, more bluey tone green that mm -hmm. they had. But now they have gone for more of that traditional, obviously, British racing green. So it has gone darker. And I was like, why have they done that, though? Because then they've got the carbon fiber. Obviously, they moved the placement of it. Now with the darker green. And then the, the dark green blends with the black. And I was like, why have they done that? Like, if I was the designer on that car, I would have kept the original green that they had last year. But I think it looks great. Look, who is going to argue that, that car looks awful? <laughs> They're just saying it looks the same. No one's saying like, oh, my gosh, it's so yeah. boring. One out of ten. It's just, oh, it's the same as last year. It's a, Formula One is a weird fan base. We hate change, yeah. but we also want change at the same time. Because, you know, you have a really great livery. Like, let's say the, yeah, the Vodafone McLaren, mm -hmm. right? And then 2014, it was a full chrome car. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, I don't really like this, mm -hmm. you know. But probably for years they were like, oh, it's the same car, yeah. you know. Same with, I remember the Williams Martini. I really liked the Williams Martini livery. Mm -hmm. You know, Matt White, you yeah. just had very simple Martini mm -hmm. uh, branding over the top of the car. And everyone was like, oh, it's the same. It's exactly the same. Oh, the graphic designers have just had an easy year mm -hmm. once again. It's a good livery. It doesn't need to be changed. I think people have strong opinions in F1. Because I mean, like some people will be like, oh, it's awful. And some people will be mm. like, oh my God, it's amazing. And you kind of just have to go with that. Even like drivers, like when one of my favorite drivers goes, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. How could they do that? But then, you know, everyone else wanted Grosjean out. So strong you opinion. To name drop I think keep you? him in. Just you guys say get him out. <laughs> Every podcast no. at some point. No, but speaking of liveries, one of my favourites was a livery that we saw Grosjean drive. And again, <laughs> are you ever not going to drop in the no. Rich Energy livery? No, no, no. You don't even talk about... I don't even think the Rich Energy one is as good You think as in the Lotus. The Lotus. Yeah. Though. That one was better. Um, yes. That one was better. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything that's black and gold, I think, yeah. Okay. I'll stick so with the Lotus, the Haas, whatever okay. it is. What if another Great. team comes in with a black and gold livery, but Grosjean isn't driving for it? Will it be the same for you? Oh, will you be like, gosh. no, how dare you? How dare you stand where he stood? I'll say, quote, uh, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll kick off and I'll go, please, can you bring back Roman Grosjean? <laughs> He's the best driver ever. No, no, I just, there's something about Grosjean. So just drink every time I mention Grosjean. There's something about Grosjean. <laughs> um, okay, right, let's uh, let's move on. Swimbly move on from that a one. rating of... For the, the Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. I'm going to give it... Oh, gosh. 
Here's my thought process again. Right, okay. You 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 give us your thought process. And no, Hayden. We're all everyone at home. We're going to play a game where you try and predict the number that Amber is going to come out with, mm-hmm. and I can guarantee we're all going to be wrong. Go. Okay. Off Have you, you got go. that number in your head? I will. I will. You're going to be thinking about I'm it. Build the numbers. Okay. Can. So the, th- the thought process is: the Aston is great. It's stunning, and it was one of my favourite liveries last year. But you know, it's not as vibrant and bold as the V carb livery. So I'm like, does it beat that for me? No. But I love Aston Martin as a team so much. So I gave V-Carb a nine. So let me guess. It doesn't, it's not as good as the V-Carb for you. So somehow it's going to be a 10. Somehow you're like, so Aston Martin is a 10 is out of 10. 10. Uh, 10.5. No, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it would be an 8.5, but you won't let me. So it's an eight. Yeah. No point fives. I'm going nine. Oh. I'm rating it the same as the V-carb for me. It's not a 10 because of the, the carbon fibre over the top. Yeah. And it is, whilst it's a good livery, it's still very simple. Mm-hmm. I think I would like to see maybe something else added to it. I don't know what. I'm not a graphic designer. Yeah. I have to wait and see. I don't know what I want, but when I see it, I'll be like, that's Then you'll know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's something missing. There's a colour missing. I don't mm-hmm. know what colour is going to go with it. Maybe... It's a yellow, oh. <laughs> but that's two lotus. I so strongly advise against. That, the thing is, lotus, though, with the Aston Martin, I think it's more of the design elements that I'm more interested in than opposed, as opposed mm-hmm. to the livery. It's more obviously they've changed the nose, the front wing, and the front and rear suspension. They've made it lighter as well. So I'm hoping so they can to see. Well, they can't if they want to get that <laughs> green from last year back on. So I'm hoping to see more of a consistent year for them because they said they tried to make it obviously better suited to a wider range of tracks. And we saw last year, you know, they started off great and then they dipped and they had no consistency. So that's why they've been working on the car. They've gone in a hyper-focus era now. So if they can bring that to this season, then do you think we'll be seeing, you know, Alonso and Stroll on some podiums? I mean, potentially. I'm I'm loving this from Aston Martin that there's a lot of hope and a lot of optimism. Uh, Very different to uh, when Haas launched their car and mm-hmm. their new team principal was like, we're going to be last. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be terrible. So it, there's there's good contrast there. With Aston Martin, it's no kind of secret. I think everyone kind of knew that they'd stolen a lot of ideas from Red Bull mm-hmm. when one of their the old Red Bull employees moved over to Aston Martin, took a lot of ideas with him. And then they just kind of struggled to develop that car. They had a really strong base mm-hmm. to start in 2023. But as the season went on, they just kind of like dropped down a little bit, had a few strong races near the end of the season, but uh, it was too far and in between. It wasn't where they started things off and, you know, that hope of trying to get a race win. So for them, it could actually be a really smart idea to be like, look, okay, we we tried to copy the Red Bull, but Mm -hmm. we don't understand it. We don't know where we're going with this package. So let's go to a new drawing board Mm -hmm. and a new philosophy and build it from the ground up. Sadly, it could mean that we see what happened to McLaren last season because they did exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. They had their car in 22, didn't work. Let's go into 2023 with a new philosophy and they built that throughout the year and were fighting for sprint race wins. Maybe yeah. not full race wins, but they were up there <laughs> yeah. in really, really strong positions. So Aston Martin could do something similar where they're then able now to build upon that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, could they fight for race wins? Maybe. I mean, we've we've seen it from McLaren that they went from a team that was right at the back, like terrible at the start of last season, mm-hmm. to then go towards the end of the season, even halfway through at Silverstone, where Lando overtook Max Verstappen at the start of that race and the mm-hmm. crowd going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that was halfway through the season. So we could see, yes, them fight for race wins to come back to your question that you asked probably about I hope so. 10 minutes ago. And you'll, um, I know, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Hayden, what a short answer. No, do you know what? I think you'll be hopefully pleasantly surprised and buzzing to see Lance Stroll on some oh, podiums, your yes, favourite man. Been, it's been a while. When was the last one for Lance Stroll? I think it was Sakir when Perez won. It might have been sooner. No, I think it was 2020. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been a long time coming. Fernando Alonso had a great season last season. Stroll, Strolly Poos hurt his wrists. You oh. Know. He had the little accident. And then he was out. Then he was, you know, brushed back in. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Fingers crossed. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, if they are good, this is going to be massively different. Because uh, if you haven't already watched, we've done a predictions video over on the WTF1 YouTube channel. Which and, uh, um, we kind of butchered, I think. No, I think we were okay. Listen. Okay, on some. Right. 
I'm an optimistic person and I don't care if I'm throwing chaos out there. I think in that moment you were more the realist. Okay, yeah, you were yeah. like, listen, okay, yeah. Max and Red Bull and Checo, they're gonna be clear. And I was like, let's just let's just have everyone fight together. You just said okay? let's just create the drama exactly. and just change it all up. Exactly. I didn't think Aston Martin would would do that well. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be right if they take their time to build up this car. Mm. Or maybe I'll be wrong if they do something like a McLaren and build the car really well across the season. Hey, predictions are predictions. Exactly. We're not going to know how right or wrong we are until the end of the season. And I cannot wait to be like, you should listen to me. Well, no, no, no. It's going to be the other way around, Hayden. (laughs) We will see, you know, Aston Martin come through the ranks and then uh, Lance Stroll might be out next year. But moving on, before I offend you, now... Many, many times. Sorry. Yes, carry on. <laughs> we are moving on to... To Fernando Alonso, creating a lot of spice uh, in the the launch. He was talking about Lewis Hamilton's move to France. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the hot topic. I do find it funny with all these car launches that, you know, one of the questions they ask the drivers is not about, oh, how do you think your season's going to go? Well, it's, Lewis Hamilton's moving to Ferrari. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? It's like, I've just launched my car. Yeah. What are you on about? But Fernando Alonso coming out saying that... Um, Basically, calls Lewis Hamilton's move to Ferrari a childhood dream mm-hmm. as bullshit. Yeah, uh, to put it politely, he um, just <laughs> loves to be quite savage. And this, I do like this about Fernando Alonso, to be honest, because I think you know drivers in the past they had a more of an ego, more of a persona, mm-hmm. and we don't see that so much anymore. But that's just how society's gone. You have to be careful what you say. Yeah. You don't want to be too bold and too out there. I mean, look at Hamilton. He gets so much stick for mm-hmm. being outspoken, a diva, as he's branded. So you see the younger drivers coming in now being like, right, I'm not causing too much chaos. Yeah, yeah. But you've still got Fernando Alonso and Hamilton and some older drivers still causing the chaos. Once, I feel like once you're established, you can't really be dropped by a team for maybe saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Obviously... Don't get yourself cancelled. Mm-hmm. Don't say those wrong things. But saying wrong things as in just being savage maybe to other drivers. Yeah. Whereas the new ones coming up, don't they? They're very much like... Like Oscar Piastri, he has such a big personality that has been shown when he was in like F2, mm-hmm. for example. But then since he's coming to F1, it's very much sort of dialed down a little bit. It's that bit. media training that's like, yeah. you know, don't say anything too outspoken. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be doing stupid things on the internet and then people can get you yeah. and like cancel you or whatever. It's just kind of like... Just be, you know, smart about what yeah. you say. We see it sometimes though, you know, when they get angry or like George Russell's like kicking off at Bottas and all this <laughs> stuff. We do see it quite a bit. But um, oh, I kind of like this drama. But I'm a massive Hamilton fan. So I'm like, no one come for <laughs> Hamilton, please. Everyone go away. Uh, but I see two sides of the coin. Is there any truth in it? Do you believe that Hamilton's making it all up? Because Sebastian Vettel said, all right, everyone's a Ferrari fan. Even if they say yeah. they're not a Ferrari fan, someone working for Mercedes is a Ferrari fan. And it's true. Everyone is mm-hmm. a Ferrari fan. Just that little Exactly. Little I don't think that Hamilton needs to go out there for his whole career and go, mm-hmm. I want to drive Ferrari. I'm like, why? If he's getting offered Mercedes, McLaren, mm-hmm. other teams, why yeah. would he be like Ferrari, Ferrari? Like he can maybe have those conversations behind closed doors, but he doesn't need to say that outright. And it might have been in the back of his mind. Like, mm-hmm. but if Mercedes comes knocking on your door, you're not gonna go. No, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to hope that Ferrari pick me up. Well, even so, when he was with Mercedes, I, I saw this earlier when this was whole, all breaking out over socials and mm-hmm. someone who is Team LH came to the defence. So my source is a Team LH. Whoa. They found this mm-hmm. article and it is basically him just being asked, you know, would he like to retire at Mercedes? And he said, do you know what? I wouldn't mind driving for Ferrari because ticking off that winner championship so there you go. with McLaren... With Mercedes, with Ferrari, mm-hmm. what a CV that is. You do that and then you leave. And it's like, cool. You know, three mm-hmm. incredible teams. Exactly. I so... think only Fangio is the only one to win with three free teams. So it's a great historic record and feat to mm-hmm. achieve as well. Do you think, though, because now you've said that, do you think maybe Alonso is... Maybe jealous isn't the right word to use, but there's something else going on there. There's something a bit more malice behind that. Hey, I'm not adding fuel to the fire, okay, (laughs) right? Tell us how you feel, Aiden. But, you know, if you look at social media and you look at fan bases, I'm going off fan base. I'm Mm -hmm. not going off the drivers. I'm not saying that this is those thoughts. This is fan bases, okay? Alonso fans don't like Hamilton fans because of 2007. Mm -hmm. Hamilton, a rookie, come in and they... Equal on points, both were very, very close to winning the championship and it got heated between mm. the two of them to the point that Alonso 
moved on and went back to Renault for mm-hmm. for a season. So, oh, it was a couple of seasons, a couple of seasons, came to Ferrari in 2010. So, they get along, I think, but as colleagues get along in mm-hmm. a sort of sense. Like, they're Just not like going to go and, and hang out with each other. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I don't want to work we with him. We tolerate Ugh. each other. Um, <laughs> uh, you're mean to me. Um, <laughs> Never. So, I think, you know, when they're, when they're together at a Grand Prix, they're always going to talk. There's lots for them to mm-hmm. talk about when it comes to racing stuff. But are they going to go and have dinner with each other all the time or go hang out with each other? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But do the fan bases like to add fuel to that? Yeah, definitely. I think it's like when you look at Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. 2021, very heated season. But we've moved on from that now. Mm-hmm. We're now in 2024. I think both Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, again, probably won't go out for dinner with each other. No, they're not best friends. But they're happily, you know, yeah. if they're together, happily have a chat, have a laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a problem. But the fan bases are the ones who really like yeah. to stir that up. So for them seeing this, Alonso seeing this, it's like, right, let's get The fans are at war this. here. I yeah. like that driver rivalry though. And like, I don't really want animosity. Because like you say, they don't hate each mm-hmm. other. It is just, you know, on track stuff. But I kind of like that. I've seen it with Senna and Prost and Louder and Hunt and it's all these things. And I, I kind of like more of a different dynamic that's away from the racetrack. I don't know why. Is that awful of me to think that, Hayden? I don't think so. It's, it adds it's, more it's drama adds to, to the, the, the sport the, and yeah, the race. I mean, I'm going to get slandered here, but oh. I am a fan of, of Drive Survive in the way that I watch it casually. I don't watch it for a season review. I just watch it to be like, okay, what story can they make up to kind of get me hyped up again for a new Formula 1 season? So when you have those storylines there of you know actual rivalries instead of having to make up, oh, Esteban Ocon mm. and Yuki Tsunoda are in this deep rivalry at France and everyone's like, like no, they mm, weren't. That like, didn't are happen. You sure about that? <laughs> like, but when you actually have a rivalry between two drivers, obviously... Yeah. It's hyped up a lot more and the sport is more successful for it. Yeah. Look at the big rivalry between Hamilton and Verstappen. You mm-hmm. know, that's probably the biggest the sport has ever been. Yeah. And that got loads of fans like maybe falling out of love with F1 because of things that happened. Yeah. But loads of new fans came into the sport because of that. I watched that race with all my housemates at home. Not really interested in F1, any of them. And they were like, oh my God, what yeah. is going on? What does this mean? And it all kicked off and it's all over Twitter, all over socials. And they got involved. So you do need some of that to bring fans in, to keep people entertained. Yeah, I had my football group chat who'd never really watched uh, Formula One. Mm-hmm. And then I was filming where I was watching the Grand Prix and came back from that, looked at my phone and it is just hundreds and hundreds of messages of everyone yeah. popping off and I'm like I did not know this many people mm-hmm. watched or enjoyed Formula One so it is quite funny though when you're looking at someone who is brand new into it talking about Formula One in a way that you're like that makes no sense <laughs> like it is it is quite fun but um it's always good to to then have those conversations with people mm-hmm. who come into the sport and not educate them because I think that's the wrong way to go about yeah. it but like discuss, hear them out and just be like, oh, this is what's happened before mm-hmm. or this is how this works. So it's it feels always quite good nice, doesn't it, though? Yeah, and they're I mean, like, oh, my gosh, like what's yeah. happened between them? And you're like, well, and then you tell them a bit of a story and then like you see they're so like engrossed in the conversation and then you feel quite good. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, come to the sport. Well, I feel like Formula One's always been a lonely sport. I think yeah. for me, if I think back to being in school, how many people that I, did, that I talked to about Formula One, very, very little, mm-hmm. if any, you know, it would all be maybe family at home yeah. or the occasional person who would watch, I think maybe my old football manager watched a few <laughs> races. So would chat to him about that then. Yeah. So to have more people invested is great. So yeah, coming back to that mm-hmm. rivalries are really great, but then it's also really good for fans when you see a rivalry like Hamilton and Vettel in the, the later end of their rivalry where it was a very much more friendship and they got along really well. Mm-hmm. But then, I guess that takes away some of the drama, but it's still a talking point and there's Mm. still like a factor in there that is entertaining. Yeah, I think you have like different fan bases as well. You have those who like, you know, to see these drivers get along and, you know, love the the relationships between Lando and Mm. and Carlos or, you know, you've got Alex Albon, George Russell, Lando and Mm. and Max Verstappen playing paddle. So like people love to watch that as well. So I think... You need the best of both. An interesting one. I was just thinking of Ben, uh, Hulkenberg and Magnussen. <sighs> Love mm. that. I, I feel awful for saying this. I actually feel awful for saying it. But I just, when they go head to head, I'm like, whoo, the now, tea. Now they are. And look at them teammates. now. I know. 
Okay, we've got a little bit more news just to talk about before we get into the hot takes of the week. And that we have had, finally, hallelujah, some cars are out on track. Yes. We've had steak. They were in Barcelona on Friday. We've had Haas and we've had the Aston Martin after being launched. What do you think? Cars out on track. How's it look? I remember you said to me, when you see the cars out on track, you start to think, and this is only talking about the livery, you start to think a little bit differently about them. Mm -hmm. Personally for me, Aiden, I haven't had that. I okay. really have. Like, I've seen them out on track. It's made me excited, but nothing in terms of livery. Like, the Aston Martin, the Haas, it still looks the same to me because obviously that their liveries are the same, as people yeah. are saying. So nothing changed me in that aspect. But it's made me excited. And like I say, I'm really rooting for Aston Martin now. They need to get out there, test that new car, see what it's like, get it out on track. I can't wait for testing in Bahrain. But get it out there, and then I can start to make my judgments. Well, testing's not too long away now. We're mm -hmm. Monday the 12th of Feb. Yeah, testing starts it's coming up. Testing starts on the 21st, mm -hmm. so, you know, not too long. Nine, nine days? Nine days, that is, yeah. Something nine like days yeah. away. What are, we, what are we looking for in testing? Obviously, it's difficult to kind of make your mind up mm -hmm. in that sort of sense and to look at lap times, just ignore them. But what, what sort of stuff are you looking at when we, when we talk about testing? For me, it's really what the teams, what their outcomes are, what their aims are before, obviously, the season starts and what they've said. And if I can see that, then they put that out on track and I'm like, okay, the outcome is to be, you know, better on the straight, to design the car, to be have better performance on the straights. Let's look out for that. And if they're not, it'll give me an idea of, okay, how's the season's going to go for them then? You know, they, they said this was their outcome. We've not seen it yet, but it's only testing. So obviously there's still loads of time for it. But if it's not, then I'd be like, oh, Maybe they're not going to do as well this season. It just gives me an idea of how it's going to go. But then, this is my brain working again. <laughs> the opposite of that is, it's like with practice. Testing and practice, you can't really take too mm. much from it and think that's gospel and that's fact. Because, yeah. you know, in practice, you've got like Ferrari dominating, then Rebel win the race. Yeah. So you can't take it too much, but there's little tiny, like small technical things yeah. that I'm looking for. I, it's, it's more difficult I think nowadays because the cars are so incredibly reliable I remember when I was getting into it and really getting into just testing and that was around uh, I think when the new engine regulations came in 2014 and it was all about reliability mm -hmm. like the, the, the strong suits of teams were the Williams and the Mercedes because they were doing so many laps mm -hmm. whereas you look to like the Red Bull that was struggling and like you know they hardly got any running and you're like okay cool I'm starting to build a picture of how this Formula 1 season could go yeah now the cars just seem so reliable that it's only really unless something properly does break mm -hmm. or you might have you can still have those mechanical issues like a gearbox issue or, or something like that to get a car to pull over but they're not as often mm -hmm. and there's not as many red flags I think as well Bahrain's got a good amount of runoff area that if a mistake does happen, at least from a driver... Error, You're not going to really damage the car. Yeah, most places you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Um, whereas Barcelona, it's grass and gravel, and it's like, bam, okay, great. Mm -hmm. Which is, I suppose, good for teams, because it's a very expensive sport, and if you're going to go smash up the car then that's a lot of work for the team, mm -hmm. a lot of money for the team as well. Whereas Bahrain, someone's had a spin, it's like, cool, just park up, leave yeah. it, we'll come collect Don't it. Don't do anything to that car. the car. <laughs> And then we're ready to go back out again later mm -hmm. on in the day or, or we have to really just take it apart. But at least it's taking it apart rather than searching for pieces. Yeah. And how do we put this back Trying together? to find it over in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there it is. Do you know what, though? When you were talking about that, I was thinking, I'm going to be looking at the Haas mm -hmm. a lot. Because obviously Komatsu has came out. Right? Oh, it's a four out of ten livery. Um, it's so stunning. It's the <laughs> best one on the whole grid. Komatsu's came out and said... It's not going to perform super well. They're going to be last. That's what he said. But, let's, let's, let's be honest about what he said. <laughs> he said we're going to be last. last. But are they just trying to throw us off? I don't because think so. Because he shouldn't know. But realistically, right, he can't come in and go, yeah, you know, there's going to be a few challenges, but we think it's going to do well. And then it goes awful. So the best thing to do is, you know, come out, say it's going to be rubbish. We're going to be last. And then you're the underdogs and next minute. You're not first, I mean, but a, you know what I'm saying. It's a brilliant swindle, isn't it? That you're like, <laughs> one oh, can hope. Larson, hey, we've just won Bahrain. <laughs> how, how did that happen? How do we do that? Um, I don't know. I think the way that cars and that team's been going over the last few years, 22, they started off really, really well. And mm -hmm. that's because they put all of their investment from 21 into 22. Yeah. The next sort of really big regulation change is 2026. And... You know, it's still a while off. So is it just a, again a case for them to be like, right, okay, well, this 
this hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to build upon from 2022. We're slowly falling down the field again. Do we just call it a day until 2026? Mm-hmm. Just survive? And just be last at, yeah, throughout and get the next there. few seasons. I think obviously they can build a car and with the um, cost cap and all of the those sort of things, the amount of time with the CFD allows the teams to be closer and if you are a struggling team to not struggle as much as you did in around you know the early years of the hybrid system mm-hmm. so at least for them yeah they'll be able to be in that mix a bit more but i think it's going to be really survival again mm-hmm. maybe till, till 2026 this and we're not onto our hot takes yet but i think what i'm going to say now could actually be a really good hot right. take but I just want to are know your gonna opinion. Get, are we going to get slaughtered for predictions again? Are you going to say Haas winning everything? Well, I was actually going to be a bit more savage and say, do you think we will see, I mean, probably not the way that the Andretti thing's gone, but maybe Haas replaced by a different team? Um, Anytime soon I mean, the replacing, to be fair, would actually allow an Andretti in over a Haas. Then, like, it's... Better than it's, maybe adding yeah, another it's, team. It's the only way I think that you would get another team in at the moment if one dropped out and then one came in their place or mm-hmm. one bought out another team. With Haas, do I see them dropping out? Not at the moment. Um, I think they're going to see how it goes with a new team principal, a new mm-hmm. lead with the car. But if it's the same sort of thing, how many times can you keep on chugging along at the back before exactly. Gene Haas is like, John, this really isn't worth it for mm-hmm. me. That's what I'm thinking. Because I thought, no, it's not going to happen because Andretti got rejected. So they're not going to bring in a different team. Mm-hmm. But what are Haas bringing to the sport? And there probably is loads of different variables, but just the top of my mind, what are they bringing to the sport that they said that Andretti couldn't bring? I mean, that's a fair assessment. There's, I, I don't think any team can really be, maybe apart from a Ferrari, but can really be a statement mm-hmm. and be like, you know, you need us. Yeah. I don't think any team is is like that where Formula One needs them. Yeah. I think it was a cop out kind of um from Formula One there. Saying on see you later straight in the junk team. mail. Yeah. We don't want that. Straight and we're off. In the junk mail. <laughs> Poor things. I feel bad for them. Right. That was a good hot take that that should have been on a hot take that I put in myself. But should oh, we move on ass. to some real ones? <laughs> yes, let's move on Go to Go to the real hot takes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Amber, hot take number one. Is? Alonso will win a race before Lewis Hamilton does. Oh, that's a spicy hot take. Especially after Fernando Alonso had been, you know, spicing it up already today. Exactly. Alonso's spicy. The hot take is spicy. But if you're Hayden, that's only a lemon and herb. Yep. So, oh gosh, um... It's a hard one because obviously we don't know how the Aston's going to perform. Mm-hmm. And we've saw the Mercedes wasn't where it has been in recent years. Are either of them going to win a race again? Maybe that's another question as well. Will either of them win a race again? Yeah, because even when Hamilton makes the move to Ferrari, no, no, he oh, maybe not win. He'll definitely get the podiums. But then again, it depends on what happened to the car in that year. Are there any more? It's like, I it's think like he will. watching... You know, 2019 Singapore, mm-hmm. and you watch Sebastian Vettel win, and you didn't realize that that was his last ever race win. Mm-hmm. Like you, you never know. You've seen your driver's last ever race no. win, like with Roman Grosjean. You ne- <sighs> Please don't. He didn't win a race. Then, I mean, yeah, I don't um, think I was uh, in the sport when he ever he was on did. podiums or he anything. Did, he did get podiums. <laughs> he did get podiums, but I wasn't in the sport then. Um, no, do you know what? <laughs> Hamilton is definitely going to win another race. I'm I don't a, know about Alonso. And Ferrari, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think Not Mercedes. Mercedes. Unless... The optimist in me, again, says that the teams are going to get close together up mm-hmm. at the front. The realist in me says Adrian Newey is an aerodynamics wizard, mm-hmm. okay? He waves his magic wand, which is his pencil, <laughs> on his <laughs> sketchboard, and this beautiful car is just magically created. Mm-hmm. And you have him alongside the incredible talent is Max Verstappen, mm-hmm. and it's going to make it very difficult for everybody else. Fernando Alonso's in Aston. They're kind of starting from a new base. So they're having to build up. Exactly. But could that new build-up be better than what the position that Red Bull have already put themselves in? No. The only way we're going to see a different team winning is if 
Max has some sort of mechanical failure. So he's winning 24 or... races this season. No, he's not, is he? Okay, no, no. And everyone's just switched to Formula <laughs> 1. <laughs> but it could happen. No, it could happen, but he'll get very close again. I think he will. Because all the teams are obviously changing the cars at the minute and they need time to see if those changes work. Mm. So that kind of puts you back again. Because yeah. like, Red Bull are fine. They're yeah, like, we've got this. Our driver is a 10 out of 10. We're happy. Whereas the teams are going, okay, we've got a new driver or there's a new car. There's a new regulation change. Whatever it is, that's maybe making it a bit harder as well. So I think Max wins the majority. If there's a mechanical failure or something like him and Perez get into a bit of a scrap and hopefully yeah. they bump in, into each other and then they go off and then both the Red Bulls are out, then... We'll see some wins so potentially Hamilton. Spanish Grand Prix from 2016 when Max won his first race and it was because, well, it helped out massively because Rosberg and Hamilton came together. That's what, That's we, what need. we need, basically. We need. Okay. So I don't... Yeah, I agree with you. I don't, you I don't see Hamilton winning in the Mercedes. Yeah, I also agree I with agree. that. I agree. Yeah. But do I think that Alonso is going to I think he has win? a better chance in 2025. I Oh, no, 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 sorry, 2024. this year. Yeah, no, sorry, for some reason, this I is thought a Hamilton spicy was going to be in another season. <laughs> no, okay, okay, so Hamilton 2025. Ferrari is still, at the moment, a really great qualifying car. Their race pace lets them down. They're, they just destroy and really chew on those tyres. Mm. So they just throw them in the bin. And the strategies are just crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Aiden, plan, plan A, plan Z, <laughs> plan C. Plan, park it up. Um, uh, I know, do you know what? I've made up my mind, Hayden. I think we potentially will see Alonso win a race before Hamilton. So but you're, this so, year. So this year, you think Alonso can win a race this year? Yes. Uh, if the Aston car is what they're saying it's going to be. I'm going to go against you then. I'm going to say <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh no. I'm going to say... Alonso, the Aston will build up to a race-winning car for 2025. Okay. Hamilton will be in a Ferrari that hopefully can fight for race wins still. <laughs> I mean, the pitch of your voice is telling me you don't believe that, Hayden. It's a year away. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Hamilton okay. will win a race before. I reckon they both have race-winning cars in 2025. Okay. So what are you rating that hot take? Um, just a very mild. It's like a three. Yeah. It's not that spicy. You're joking. It's not. It's not. That You're spicy. joking. No. Oh, I'm going straight for a five. I think that's <laughs> okay. spicy. There's so much things to debate there. Oh my gosh, Hayden. Well, lemon and herb guy over here. <laughs> that would be spicy then. Exactly. Don't <laughs> listen to what he says. Next hot take. Mm -hmm. Daniel Ricciardo's points for this season are going to be close to what Lando Norris usually scores. So is Daniel Ricciardo going to have the resurgence in the V-carb to be up there where Lando Norris usually puts himself? Like, I feel... I don't want to be pessimistic about this one, but no. <laughs> Poor Daniel Ricciardo. I really don't think so. Get him in a different car, maybe. But if the mm. McLaren come back stronger and everyone is saying that they think it will, even yeah. Max has come out and said, like, I think the McLaren's going to be really strong this season... Then no chance. Yeah. I mean, that's a very simple one. I'm like, no, well, put, I don't I think Lando so. I put Norris as my world champion. So well, um, there you go. Yeah. Then. So he I, definitely isn't getting close. I think, based off the end of last season, that car was getting actually quite a lot better mm -hmm. towards the end of the season. So it could definitely be a top end midfield. I think there could be a really good close fight between your Williams, your Haas, your Stake, your V Carb. Mm -hmm. Alpine maybe could slip back down or maybe go and join the others. But I think it's more I like they're, they're going to slip back down. down. Yeah, yeah. So there could be, that's five teams, sort of a bottom five. Yeah. But Formula, Formula 1.5. There you go. Got a 5.5. Thank in, God. Put it in there. Formula 1.5. Yeah. Them guys fighting. Um, could they be at the top of that? Potentially. I mean... I think there's going to be lots of teams fighting over that area. But is that the same as where Landon Norris usually scores... For a season. Exactly. I still don't quite think so. There's... Mexico comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And he qualified really well. And he scored really well in that race as well. Mm -hmm. If he has more results like that and is consistent like that, yes, mm -hmm. he definitely could. And he could definitely be like, look here, Red Bull, 
Give me that seat. Yeah, which we've Get spoken about. So potentially, I just see it as I agree with I think V Carb are going to be top end of mm-hmm. midfield, but I think McLaren are like the bottom end of the top. So yes, okay, that's basically touching, isn't it? Really, but I still think McLaren have that over V Carb. Yeah, but it could be proven wrong. I could be. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. It's sadly not gonna happen. I would love to see it happen. Yeah. I'd love to see a great season from Daniel Ricardo and see him back. Mm-hmm. But sadly, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen either, hey dong. So I'm gonna rate that one a, it was a spicy. Yeah. That was a two. It was a two. Yeah. It was a No, we're not going for more Nando's <laughs> references. Next hot it take. It was a two. <laughs> Final hot take Final of the week. Last hot take. The next era of dominance is going to be... Ooh, Who? McLaren. McLaren will become the next Red Bull. Mercedes. Who was it before that? Red Bull again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? If you said this a few seasons ago, when they were optimum, best for that season, I would have said yeah. 100% I would have went yeah you know they were coming up to the top and also though this is away from the track but they were coming like a fan favourite team yeah. they were performing well but that was many 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 moons many, ago many, many, back many, in the old exactly. so unfortunately for me unless I see them perform super well this season I don't think so however more points to add to that who would it be if it's not McLaren Unless Mercedes make a comeback. Don't see it being Ferrari, unfortunately. I know. Is, is it really going to be Aston or V-Carb or anyone else? Don't think so. So this is so actually very... It's a spicy hot take. I think it's Red Bull for like Red quite Bull. a long time. You are really telling everyone at home, don't even bother <laughs> switching on Formula 1 this season or for the next 10 years. Because it's just Red because Bull domination. Because it's just domination. Red Bull and Max Verstappen. I just can't see any other team beating Max them Verstappen now. Max Verstappen wins his 250th Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to change the name of F1. And it's it's on just the moon, Max Verstappen well. show. Races will be on the moon by yeah. then too. Um, so... Will it be McLaren? Um, I would like to see it be McLaren. I've always had a bit of a soft spot. I think, you know, when it was a Button-Hamilton team, I loved McLaren then. Would I like? Would it be McLaren, though? I mean, they've had a really good 23 coming up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Mercedes have kind of fallen off. Yeah. Can they build it back up? They're struggling. They're changing philosophy year on year, so don't know. Ferrari, Hamilton made that insane decision to go from McLaren to Mercedes mm-hmm. and everyone was like what are you doing mm-hmm. and he went on and dominated and they, they were the era of domination is that Hamilton's genius again? thinking and can it happen again or was it just a flash in the pla- in the pan was it a fluke who knows <laughs> it might I would like to be Ferrari and if they somehow managed to get Adrian Newey away mm-hmm. from Red Bull because he's always said he wanted to do a Ferrari and he's always said he'd like to do a Fernando Alonso or a Lewis Hamilton car. Mm. So that could be two birds one stone. That would be perfect scenario. Then, you know, then Ferrari then there's a great have chance a takeover? for them to, to, to go up the top. Aston Martin could also have potential In because of the facilities years. that they're building. Mm-hmm. They will have the biggest and the best facilities that Formula One has seen. Mm-hmm. They will have this huge campus. It's still not quite finished. And that is the philosophy that they're going for. They want yeah. to build the right tools, get the right people in the right places, mm-hmm. and then they're kind of expecting that that to kind of work for them and build to happen the eventually. best machinery. So there's, I can understand the vision of all of those teams. So now I just have to pick one. Mm-hmm. And will it be McLaren? And who are you going with? I don't think it will be McLaren. No, and I'm not I convinced. I think it will be Ferrari. I think it's about time. It's been 20 years. I would like 20 that. 20 years is about time. I would like that, but I think, you know, if, if they boot a few people out of Ooh, Ferrari, oh, then potentially... Okay, hang on. This is one to throw in there. Oh, Audi. go on. It, um, Audi coming That would in. be amazing if it was. Just depends on how long this dominance goes on for Red Bull. Because, you know, how long is this era that we're in at the moment? I'm calling it, like, another... Two, three years. years. <laughs> Damn. Another it's two to three years. So till the 26. 
I think invasions come in. Yeah. And then obviously Audi starts yeah. coming and then potentially it's Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. I don't say that very convincingly, but <laughs> I think it's maybe, difficult. but it's just because you don't know what's happened. So we no. could say this and anything could happen. Anything could switch up. Ferrari could be awful when Hamilton come in and he thinks, what the hell have I done here? And the Mercedes are better than them. And you just don't know what's going to happen. We can look at what's happened in the past and try and build a future from that. But no, no, no. Day, what we're you doing can't. here is we are just going, <laughs> yeah, that team will do. <laughs> There's no evidence to back it up. Yeah. Okay, so I'm saying no to McLaren. I'm saying Ferrari. You're saying Red Bull dominate for another 24 years. Yeah. Yeah. 84, actually. 84. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the rest of my life, it will be <laughs> Red Bull winning. Yeah. Um, okay, and Max Verstappen's just still driving as well. Yeah, 100%. They don't change him. They wait until he's, he's like going to hop into a wheelchair <laughs> straight out of that car, and he's like, all right, yeah, I'm off. I retire. <laughs> he ain't retiring for a long time. Spicy, though. How spicy is that? I think that's really spicy because there's a nice debate. I rate these on how much mm -hmm. we can debate about it. If I'm like, no, simple, it's this, it's that, that's not spicy. Yeah. This one's very spicy. Is it? Is it spicy? It definitely yeah. is a debate. It's definitely uh, a lot to think about. A lot of moving parts. But you don't think it's spicy a enough? Four. I'll go four. That's spicy. Yeah. That's like, you know, teeter on the edge yeah. of very, I'm, very I'm, spicy. I'm dying on a four. Okay. Oh, I really I'm sweating. Go. Nose is running. Yeah. yeah. I really want to say 4.5. No. But I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. So is it a four or is it a five? Well, those are your two options, correct? <laughs> I mean, no. Pick one or the other. It's. Is it a four? Ooh. Is it a five? Gosh, right. It's the last one. Come on. It we will get is there one day. a. Come on. Four. Four, okay. <laughs> that is so much more difficult than it should have been. I know. It's, I think too deeply into these things, you know, because I've got time to think about it. If you put me like live mm -hmm. and I've got like a few seconds, I'll know instantly. But if you give me time to just ponder, I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to push you the next time. You're going to have to just have like a, a live button somewhere to trick me that we're mm -hmm. live right now. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> you'll get my decisions a lot quicker. Well, if you at home would like Amber to ponder over <laughs> your hot takes for about two hours on what spiciness rating she would like to give them, then make sure you give us your hot takes in the comment section and also subscribe here to WTF1 as well. And we will see you next week with another podcast. See you later.